Welcome to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast by Scott L. Wyatt, President of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast, where you will find both the audio and a written transcript for today's podcast. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast featuring Scott L. Wyatt, the president of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. I'm your host, Steve Meredith, and joining me in studio today, as he always does, is President Wyatt. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Steve. I'm particularly excited for this, our third installment in our summer book club. We're going to be reading a book called The Ghost Map, and we have a special guest here to help us introduce that. Will you will you take a few minutes and introduce our guest? Yeah, so we're joined today by Dr. Dave Blodgett. It's nice to have you with us here today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I read this book, Dr. Blodgett, because you told me to. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did something I said. That's good. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> as, a doctor, you, <laughs> as a doctor, do you think that people are always ignoring your yeah, advice? Yeah, that seems to be pretty routine. But <clears throat> Well, let's, um, let's uh, give you just a minute to introduce yourself. Um, you're a physician. That's correct. And um, you're in public health. That's right. So I'm kind of a rarity. Um, there's a specialty, actually, in medicine. You can be board certified, like I am in preventive medicine, which is the science of uh, of keeping people healthy instead of waiting for them to get sick. So I, I now serve as the health officer for the southwest corner of the state of Utah, uh, but so as an administrative position. But our job in public health is to do all those little things which help keep uh, the people that we serve in our communities healthy and create an environment in which health can thrive. People can lead healthy, uh, better lives. So promote wellness, protect health. Immunizations and uh, food handling. Sure. And just a whole list. Uh, 138 programs. 138. <laughs> and it seems to always be our deal if somebody's not healthy, which is good. So we uh, we end up in in some surprising areas, and we're in the news a lot because there's a lot going on. But most of the time when we do our best work, you don't hear about it, right? So <laughs> nobody came up to me and thanked me today that they ate at the restaurant and didn't get sick. So You know, um, I have been in a lot of countries when I've thought, I'm really happy about food. <laughs> Handlers right. permits. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a famous quote in public health that— uh, the difference between a first world and a third world country is public health. Really is. <laughs> well, this book, The Ghost Map by Stephen Johnson, is a fascinating book for a whole bunch of reasons. And um, I read it because you told me that it gave the story of the start of public health. And um, why don't you kind of lead us into that? story. Okay. Well, okay. Excellent. Uh, lead and we, <clears throat> so there is a hero in public health, uh, kind of began the science of what we call epidemiology. He was, his name was John Snow. He was not just famous for, uh, for his work in, with cholera, which this story is about, but he also was a very famous anesthesiologist. He was the first, uh, 
anesthesiologist to administer anesthesia to royalty. He did it to, <laughs> uh, to the queen. Uh, he was uh, kind of a polymath in a lot of ways, very well-versed in many areas of the world. Died very young, but left a sizable footprint on the world uh, that came after him. And this is the story of his interest and fascination with the spread of disease and his battle to establish uh, <clears throat> that uh, the, the newly emerging science or thought that uh, there were germs causing disease rather than miasma uh, that, that was behind a lot of what the disease process that they were seeing in medicine. It was quite a battle. Uh, all, all good, all, all die. I, all ideas die hard, <laughs> and uh, my <laughs> asthma idea took a long time to die, largely because it was so entrenched in uh, the thought process of of medieval Europe, and the attempt to come out of that is is part of the story that the ghost map presents. And miasma is poison air, right? Right. Yeah. So the, just, I, I'm sick because the air is poisoned. So I've got to get rid of all these. I've got to take all of these germs and get them into the river and get them away from me so That's, that the air can clean out. That is ex exactly right. Well, yeah, so, that, so it wasn't that anything was causing it other than what was in the air itself. So if you breathed in bad air, then that was what made you sick. So it was a very convenient explanation for why some people got sick and other people didn't get sick, why it tended to be people that were living in closely crowded, squalid conditions, you know, where things might smell worse, <laughs> would get sick, where somebody living in a you know, bigger space had more money. You know, it became a way to classify society. It became a way to... It, it, it seemed to fit a lot of the observations that people had about disease um, and, until you really looked very closely at what they were saying. So the, one of the interesting things that I found with Jon Snow is, as you mentioned, he was a famous anesthesiologist who served the queen, um, thought of very highly... And here's a guy that risked his career to go against the weight of science and medicine, all the thinking of the day, and say, you're all wrong, and I'm going to prove you wrong. That, that seems to be a great risk. Absolutely. Well, it, not even just that, but it's, um, it required a tremendous personal sacrifice and risk as well. So he... he took the water. He was there with the people. <laughs> he knocked on their homes. You know, if, if the miasma theory was true, then he would have died along with everybody else, right? So yep. in this particular uh, epidemic that is described in the ghost map in 1854, somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 to 1,000 people died in that immediate vicinity. And uh, for those that didn't understand disease very well or germs that was a very scary thing you know guy next to you was dying didn't know why and the disease in question uh cholera is a terrible disease essentially you get <clears throat> diarrhea so bad that you lose all of the fluids and, and electrolytes in your body and die from that it's a terrible way to die medical science at the time said no the way you treat this is by withholding water which is the exact opposite of the way you do treat <laughs> cholera now, <laughs> in which you give them water and electrolytes. And, and so it was all set up uh, to be quite a quagmire, and yet into that fray, Jon Snow and perhaps the other uh, protagonist of the book, if you want to call him that, Henry Whitehead, 
they they were willing to go in, put their their lives as well as their reputations on the line, and and the result was the emergence of of a new field and a new science. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that example. So tell us more about Henry Whitehead. He was a local pastor, knew the people very well, very involved in people's lives. He started to think, you know, there's something behind this that we need to find out. So he kind of independently of, of Dr. Snow went in and started interviewing families and, and trying to help out wherever he could and started, he did actually a lot of the very good work in documenting who was sick and all the things that happened. So um, between the two of them, we don't know if they ever met, but doesn't detail that, but uh, between the two of them, they created this picture of, of what was going on with the disease that even now people study as kind of a, a hallmark of, of good, thought, clear th- scientific thought. You know, you you talk about these two uh, men. So we're we're really discussing an outbreak of cholera in London in 1854. We came to find out that it started at the Broad Street Wells, but at the time they didn't know that. Yes. They just thought that it was poison air. And we've got some of these people that are doing this great investigation work. And I started reading this book because... You told me this would be a fun story to read about the origin of public health, which is fascinating. But what really hooked me on this book was this great detective story. Yeah. I mean, these guys um, took great risk. They, they did such creative, interesting things to discover this cause that, that, that flew in the face of reason. Well, and I, I think you and I have discussed the fact that one of the great messages from the ghost map is just because a lot of people believe it <laughs> or because we've always done it that way doesn't mean it's not incredibly stupid, right? So yeah. So I, I love that, that core that comes out in this, this, this check of, man, sometimes you need to be humble enough to say, I don't think we really know what the real answer is here and we need to do the work to figure out what it is. Yeah, we spend our whole lives thinking that this is a problem, poison air, and we fight against that. And we realize sometime down the road that we weren't even, we weren't even in the ballpark of the issue. <laughs> in fact, by trying to solve miasma, we learn in the book, they made it worse, didn't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hugely worse. They dumped all the, the sewers all dumped into the, into the Thames River, into the into the water, and then they'd pull the water back out to drink, right? So, yeah. so you have these waves of cholera that go through London. Yeah. One, of the the, one of the fun side uh, benefits of reading this story is that I've talked about this with my colleagues at the university and uh, my family and other friends to say, you know, what are our assumptions? And do we know that they're right? And um, because we... we We've all got something that we've that we're pursuing that may not be accurate. Yeah. But how entrenched are we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, maybe the internet's a good example of that. You can find <laughs> all kinds of examples of bad examples on the internet and things that people really firmly believe. And sometimes we believe if enough people say it, it must be true. And uh, I don't think that's the scientific process nor good reason. So. 
I like I like the check that this this book provides for them. Well, later in the month, at the end of this month, we will get together again and talk about um, the book from the conclusion, so that we don't just give away the the really fun end of this story. But the reason why someone should read this book, it is um, the story of the beginning of public health, which is. Um, such a big part of our lives right now. It's also a great detective story. Uh, it's also a story that helps us um, think through our assumptions about life generally. Is there any other reason why somebody should read this? There, there's some, some challenges to some premises of, of society and, uh, and some conclusions about the world we live in that I think are are interesting to me <laughs> yeah. at the end of the book. Yeah. There. And um, I'm not sure I agree with all of the premises there, but I think, I think it's a challenging, some challenging thoughts that uh, need to be looked at. Yeah. So you're referring to the, the last little bit when the story's done and then yeah. he kind of, yeah, he says, give some of his thoughts. Yeah. He says, look, we, we, we want to live in cities. We've decided to live in cities, but what does it take to make sure that's a, a safe activity and and can we sustain that it's an interesting question yeah you you mentioned uh before we went on the air um an analogy or a, a story from iron county yeah so this idea that getting rid of the miasma theory would be hard is or easy <laughs> is one that I've thought about quite a bit. So so we, we tend to look at the world historically through our eyes and then we say, Wow, I I don't see how that would have been such a problem. But then when you when you try and put yourself in the situation they were in. So I found a a from the minutes of the Iron County Court in nineteen oh five. The Iron County Court. Iron County Court. So there's two characters involved here, Dr. George Middleton. He's the city physician and health officer, as well as the mayor, and uh, Judge Herbert Adams. So let me, let, me, there, let me just read this to you, <laughs> and then maybe have a note. So Herbert Adams was appointed Justice of the Peace in the Cedar Precinct, and, and the following is one of Justice Adams' notable cases. Dr. George Middleton, city physician, instituted proceedings against certain sheepmen who ranged the, their herds in Coal Creek Canyon that were polluting the city's water supply. So all of the water was taken out of Coal Creek at that time. The whole case rested upon the germ theory of sanitary pollution, and the doctor's expert evidence was wholly on this point. Suddenly, Ju John, Judge Adams broke in with a question. Judge, Doc, what is a germ? Doctor, germs are minute living organisms of animal or insect life of microscopic size. Judge, doctor, have you ever seen a germ with your own eyes? <laughs> um, yes, through a, through a microscope I have, doc, says the doctor. Judge, why haven't you put some of those animals here before the court as an exhibit in this case? Doctor, your honor, judge, they are too small to be seen with the naked eye, and the court has no microscope. If your honor desires, I can bring my microscope and slides from my office. Judge, you mean, doc, that you can't see, you can't, they can't be seen by the naked eye or with common reading glasses? Doctor, yes, your honor, they are too small for that. Judge, anything that is too small to be seen by the naked eye is too small for this court to waste its time on. Doc, <laughs> you show me a germ and I will eat it. 
Case dismissed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is uh, hilarious. Yeah, so even great. in 1905, we were having problems here trying to clean up the water supply because germ theory was hard for people to grasp. So because you can't see it with common reading glasses. That's right. <laughs> well, these things take uh, take time, don't they? Absolutely. The, the whole evolution of medical thought is is interesting. Well, and we're doing that in a number of areas, even as we speak, and and uh, and we th- we tend to think, well, how it was those were you know barbarians compared to where we're at now. But there's just a number of areas where you look at it and you say, man, we're having the same struggle <laughs> as we speak right now. The, let me give you just a brief example. The American Academy of Pediatrics has, for many many years now, recommended that ear infections not be treated with antibiotics because they don't do any good. Ninety-eight percent of them are viral. And yet, for ear infection, antibiotics are prescribed about eighty percent of the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So, so it's a it's a smaller example, but it's the exact same thing. We just have a hard time sometimes embracing what the science tells us and moving on to the next step. So, and it's constantly evolving. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much. Um, I. I read this book thinking this would be interesting, but I discovered this was one of the most fascinating stories I've read. Um, such an interesting, compelling, and um, page turner. It's a real page turner. Oh, good. I'm, I'm thrilled you enjoyed it, and uh, uh, it would be wonderful if many people would understand a little better what I do, but also understand how public health impacts their life. Well, I'm looking forward to getting back and talking about what the ghost map is. Okay. We don't want to spoil that for our listeners. Okay. That's, we'll we'll keep it on the edge. That's, there's (laughs) gotta be something to bring everybody in. And the ghost map is, is it. Okay. We'll look forward to that. You've been listening to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast featuring Scott L. Wyatt, the president of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. We've had as our in-studio guest today, Dr. David Blodgett, and we've been discussing the book, The Ghost Map, by Stephen Johnson. We're going to be reading that book during the month of August, and we hope that you'll join us for the reading and also join us for the recap at the end of the month. We'll be back again soon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Solutions for Higher Education. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast, where you will find both the audio and a written transcript of today's podcast. The original music for this podcast was composed by Jack Barton, a master's degree student in music technology at SUU. For more information about Southern Utah University, please visit www.suu.edu.